0: Welcome to JRcigars.com, the world's largest cigar store. We boast the internet's widest selection of premium hand-rolled cigars at the guaranteed lowest prices. Our reinvigorated website is fast, user-friendly, and offers our customers an array of unique features. No access to a computer? No problem. Download our Shop JR app in the Google Play Store or our Steals and Deals in the App Store and you'll have access to our extensive selection at the tip of your fingers. With the fastest low-cost shipping in the industry, JR Cigars guarantees same-day shipping if you order before three. This is JRcigars.com. All the cigars, none of the hassle.
1: Get ready for Smoke Night Live with Massa Sensei.
0: Only three. Danielson.
2: What? Think only three. Oh. Wax on. Wax off. Konnichiwa. Konnichiwa Dojo. How are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm not. I'm going to stop that right away because that's really offensive. Me doing a Japanese. Uh, I don't Japanese even know what accent that was. <laughs> Japanese impression. Welcome to Smoke Night Live. This is episode 207. Guys, this is a huge week. We've got Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest coming up. But uh equally important, maybe more important, maybe less important, I don't know. We have the uh the bonsai that will be released at Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest. Here it is. This pack has been opened, so it's not quite as compact as it would be, but look at this little it's chunk it's of It's like a, little a grenade. It's like a little grenade you of hurl flavor. It. A grenade of flavor. That we're going to release upon the public. This is a 4x50. I'll show you the cigar. 4x50. This cigar is. You guys are going to be surprised. We, it took us so long to come up with this cigar that smokes as long as, just about as long as most premium cigars do. And packed with flavor, uh, Agonorsa Leaf. Um, Jordan, what can you say about I this think thing? It'll
1: burn for a good 50 minutes, maybe even an hour.
2: Yeah, but you, you. But for the price, you you don't have to do that. It's like
1: five fifty. It's five dollars and fifty
2: cents. The bundle will be 55 bucks. You'll be able to get these this week at Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest. So here's the deal. There's going to be some available at our party for guys that come to the party, um, and then there's going to be some available at Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest, which is super cool. So, you can buy it there. Um, but then uh, 300 of them. So, that'll be 5th We're going to set aside 50 of them for our party and for the uh, Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest, 50 bundles. And then uh, on Wednesday, that would be um, Wednesday the 28th, uh, we will release them online through Payless Cigars and Pipes. Um, they're the folks that own Smoker Friendly, super great guys. We did the feng shui with them last year, and they are. Totally ready this year for the Ooh, release. Yeah. As, as you know, last year, the feng shui... We like to
1: crash servers.
2: Last year, uh, I don't know, Jordan, while I'm lighting this, if you want to tell people what happened, it was, Ooh,
1: it was... It was a little hectic, you know. The the website was down for the first six hours, but that's <laughs> not going to happen this time.
2: Those four guys, I felt bad. You know, what? The, the bad thing about that was, and we shouldn't have done this, is they were trying to get ready for Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest. Right. So we, we got to cut them... Sp- so we we ended up doing the release right at the time that they were basically setting up for Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest, which was an oversight, and that's why this year we're not doing that. We're gonna release them online, you know, basically a few days later, on the 28th, so that they can be more prepared, be you know, more focused on the release for you guys and whatnot. But these are 55 bucks for a bundle, and so if you liked our Reviver that we did a couple years ago. You're gonna love this cigar. It's so this delicious. One
1: maybe a little more meaty in profile. I think it's kind of like uh, bacony or like the charred, the bits on the when you get a pulled pork sandwich and there's still like right. some of the shell on the outside there. Skin. Right. You Whoa,
2: can really like. sink your teeth into it. Oh. These are gonna sell fast, Jordan. They're gonna sell out fast.
1: I'm gonna buy like 20 of them myself.
2: <laughs> I'm buying a bunch myself too because. I just l- I fell in love with the cigar when we finally got when t- with Terrence Riley when we finally got the blend that we wanted, we were just so excited about it. And then when it came, we were excited about it just through the blends that we made. But then when it came as an actual product, it the wrapper looked a little darker than the blends that we did. Everything kind of melted together. And, and so was I was a little nervous. I was like, oh, that looks a little darker. It looks a little bit darker than what we thought. But then we fired it up and we're like, oh geez. Look out. This it just hits every cylinder that you've I've if- just been
1: chain smoking on this studio for the I last know. week.
2: That's the thing. We had they, they sent us some to like, you know, take pictures of and whatnot. And we've like burned through them. So I gotta buy some myself. Restock. Restock. Hey, Jordan, so we got a great studio audience. Uh, Scott's in the house, Trinity Cigar Lounge. Scott Brayband, thanks, Scott, for coming. Look at him. There he is. Next to Scott is Quinn. Quinn, Colorado uh, Cigar Aficionados man Quinn, and obviously Matt. He's here every week. Thank you guys for joining us. By the way, this week we have a brand new feature in the show, which is called the... Audience microphone. I would have
1: thought they would have used that in, during that se- introduction segment right there. We,
2: yeah, we have an audience microphone now. Instantly. So if these guys have want to chime in at any moment, they can pick up that microphone and rudely interrupt the show, and boom, they'll be on. It'll be incredible. Hey, uh, uh, Jordan, this couple last couple months, so my youngest daughter, Ava, she's 14. Ooh. She's really into, like, stranger things, right? She's really into stranger things. Ugh. And... It's like an '80s. It's like an '80s show. It's like meant to be sort of like an '80s show, right? And so she was getting so into like the whole '80s theme that she asked Dominic, that's Jordan's brother, he's our my second son. Uh, hey, what are some really cool '80s movies? So like Dominic started like, you know, like he gave her a list, and then that started to make me think mm. of '80s movies. The best. Some of the best '80s movies. So Jordan, what are some of
1: When I was a kid, you I was probably like 6, you'd let us watch way too some crazy stuff <laughs> from the 80s like Robo <laughs> RoboCop and like I grew up on RoboCop and Die Hard. That's all I knew. Right. I like 6 years old?
2: Yeah, I, that probably scarred you. Possibly
1: (laughs) you have 10 seconds to comply for life
2: because there's some pretty rough scenes in Robocop.
1: I mean, I've only tortured a few animals since then, but you know, it's okay. Yeah,
2: but since if you guys are watching Facebook now, um, post some of your favorite 80s movies. We're going to go through some of these, but let's bring our guest on because I'm sure he has some good 80s movies too, ladies and gentlemen. From JR Cigars, one of our good buddies. He's been on the show many, many times. We're going to have him back on tonight. Nick Labretti, how are you doing, my friend? Welcome back to Smoke Night Live.
0: Oh, it is a pleasure, as always. Eric, as you know, huge fan of the show, huge fan of you guys. Very excited for tonight's topics. Uh, they're actually some of my specialties, so <laughs> very, very excited.
2: So, Nick, I, I don't know. How old are you, Nick?
0: Uh, well, I mean, that's a tough question, Eric. I mean, you never, you never, a lady should never tell. <laughs> but uh I'll be uh, I'll be 30 in uh, in December.
2: So you were born basically what the end of the 80s?
0: Yeah, December of 89. I was one of the last of the 80s babies.
2: But maybe maybe Nick, you have got back into 80s movies. Everybody seems to do it. I'm sure you have some favorite 80s movies.
0: Oh, Eric, I didn't get back into them. I mean, I was watching them since the 90s. Uh I remember renting Predator on VHS. That's oh. that's a solid one. I was a big eighties action fan, so uh Under Siege, Predator Commando, um I Love Me Some Kurt Russell in Big Trouble in Little China. Little, that was little,
2: a that was a fun movie.
0: It was a it was a fun movie. Um I mean your classic ones, your diehards, your Robocops, uh but, I, mean, I mean really anything. I'm a huge eighties movies fan.
2: I've got I've got and this is gonna be interesting here because I have a good movie, at least one, and sometimes more from every single year of the 1980s. And so you guys, I'll start to say these, and you guys can comment. And if you guys in the audience want to add any, feel free. And Nick, just chime in on these. All right, so here, here we go. 1980, let's start. 1980, one of the funniest movies of all time, Airplane. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh.
1: I was just going to look up if that qualified. Just barely Oof.
2: made it. One, Leslie, Leslie Nielsen. Nielsen. I mean, come on. Hila- absolute hilarity. Airplane. I remember going to see that at the theater, and it was, that was a weird movie because it was this strange comedy, but it got, like, super popular, and it was, like, hard to actually get in the theater to go see that so movie. So they
1: had, like, they cast, like, all serious actors, right? Like, yeah, it was pretty much, well, like... Was, they weren't, like,
0: casting comedians.
1: It was
2: all, like, thing. deadpan stuff, you know, like, just deadpan. Like, they played it totally serious.
0: I think yeah. that was Leslie Nielsen's first comedy. I think that's when he made you know made the leap from Poseidon Adventure to right more fair. He's did like a million naked yeah, gun movies.
2: Yeah, he, he went into Police Squad, which was a TV show that was kind of like that. You guys remember that show? Mm-hmm. And then, of course, yeah, Jordan said uh, the Naked Gun series, which was funny. And that, by the way, the Naked Gun series, O.J. Simpson was—he's in it. He's in it. <laughs> so can we still watch it? I don't know. Or, uh, I mean, it a killer. It was a killer movie. Killer. It was hey. yeah. It was a killer movie. Oh, my gosh. All right, here's another one from 1980. How about this one? The Shining. Oh, that, that, that's probably the only time in history where a Stephen King movie was better than the book.
1: book the movie's better than the book.
2: The movie Most is... Most
1: Stephen King books do not translate well into n- movies. The no. only Shawshank Redemption, I think, was, was pretty Some good. Some of them
0: do.
2: Yeah, but it wasn't Shawshank, I don't know, I could be wrong, but wasn't that a short story? I mean, not that that matters, but... It, uh, sh-
0: I, think it, I think it might have been, yeah. It was called, like, uh, Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption or something yeah. like that. Yeah,
2: like, Stand By Me, too. I think that was a short yeah. story, too. And so that one translated, that was that great. one translated, but, like, some of the, the long-form ones, like Cujo, remember that? About the dog, and <laughs> it was terrible. Uh, it was horrible. <laughs> Okay, so anyways, all right. Here's a good one from 1981. I don't know this. This one was one of my all-time favorite movies, An American Werewolf in London. Yes. Did you see that
1: coolest Nick? transformation uh, scene of the '80s? Come on.
0: Was that what's his? The, I think that wasn't that the same guy who directed Airplane? I it, think mi- it was the same
2: guy. It might have been, and the guy, the main actor, was like the guy that was famous from like Dr. Pepper commercials. Yeah. yeah. You remember that? Like I'm a pepper, you're a pepper, be a pepper. That was the guy that was in that movie. It was awesome. You guys gotta and that was um who's that director? Um Oh, I'm trying to think. But he made some cool movies. All right, nineteen eighty-two, one of the the biggest grossing movies of all time, E.T. Now I'm gonna guess, Nick, you probably had an E.T. doll in your or some toys. You had some toys.
0: Would be wrong, Eric. I have several. Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah right.
2: several, and several ET a, toys.
0: Puppet pieces.
2: I'm seeing some comments, and by the way, you guys, some of the most of these comments. Oh, Silver Bullet. I, I didn't have that. That was Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor, I think. Right. Yeah. Um. So I'm looking at the comments online. Um,
1: Isn't uh, Drew Barrymore in ET?
2: Drew Barrymore it's is like your first role. yeah. She, Drew Barrymore is an ET. She's just a little tiny, Scarface. Uh, Quinn said that. Quinn, you could have said that live on the air. Um, Red Dawn uh, is on there. Um, all right, so th- we're getting some great suggestions, but let's move on to um, also. Uh, boom, 1982. This was a great year because I have four. You guys, I have four from 1982. Whoa. I have four. The the thing. Do you guys remember mm-hmm. the thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the yes. thing, the thing was a remake of a '50s and it's movie. Better, it, it was it's better. better. Now the first, the thing was a black and white '50s movie and starred James Arness, and he was just like a, a human monster. He just walked around like. like a human monster. But then John Carpenter, he took Kurt Russell. You remember that? And made that movie. It was so awesome. That was seriously one of the best movies of all time.
1: Then they redid it again. Not, not very good. I never saw In like the
2: remake.
0: 2010. Probably. I can't.
2: I, that would ruin it for me. I have yeah. to stick. Nick, I got to stick with the original on that. Well, actually, it's not the original.
0: Especially with, I mean, Kurt Russell in his '80s glory. I mean, that's that's just the image you want to have.
2: Kurt Russell, that's the perfect way to say it, Nick. Kurt Russell in his '80s glory.
0: (laughs) Oh, with (laughs) hair! Oh, he was great. He was so good. Oh, also was.
1: He's the best. All right, here. Here's the the aliens win. Was Kurt Russell an alien
2: at the end? Oh, an alien or aliens? That's a question from Matt. Was no in uh, in? Um, oh, what you're
0: talking about? we're talking the about thing.
2: the thing. The thing. Did was Kurt Russell an alien? No, he was not. No, oh. I don't think he was an alien. In no, the, no,
0: wasn't yeah, like I the? I don't that think that so big, either. No. I just heard this recently.
2: That's that's like a fan theory, Matt. No, Kurt <laughs> Russell was not. He um, was. I'm
0: a purist. Why not? Why not?
2: Yeah. He was not. But man. There was some that was like the height of like before there was CGI like effects you know, and they like had to like do yeah. the effects like They're
1: for the best real. Those are the best course. effects,
2: right? That was incredible. All right, you
1: could, with CGI. It might look good when it comes out in the theater, but you watch any CGI movie five years later, it's dated. dated. Instantly dated.
2: Instantly oh, yeah, dated. Do you think that now that, like, that that brings up a good question? Do you think that the movies now? With the, the CGI now that yeah, you can't...
1: Yeah, they're still going to look You dated. still
2: think it's going to yeah. look dated in like the, 10 the years? The best
1: combination is when you combine CGI with the prosthetics, that creates a look that I think can last.
2: What about Jurassic Park? See, Th-
1: it still looks good.
2: That still looks pretty good, right? Yeah.
1: Oh, so yeah. It doesn't look perfect, but it looks pretty good. looks pretty good. All right,
2: how, pretty how, pretty how, pretty about, how about this one, Nick, from 1982? Mm-hmm. Uh, and they recently remade this too, I think. Or like a sequel? I don't know. Blade Runner. Blade Runner, one of the. I,
0: I watched the sequel and I really liked it. I the problem with the original is there's like so many versions. There's like the original there's then eleven there's versions, like the director's cut. Then there's this cut, and like I watched a few of them, and I always like everyone oh no like everyone always told me this one is the one you gotta watch, but I can't remember if I watched that one or not. Like there's two there's one with a uh, uh, Harrison Ford narrates the entire thing. Then there's one when he doesn't narrate it at all. It's just very confusing.
2: I think the original just theatrical version. Was the best? Was the best one? Don't you think?
0: I think that's the only one
2: I've seen. And who who is who is the bad guy in that? What was the guy that played the bad uh, guy? Power, I think. Did he ju- he just died? Right. Like,
0: he just died. Like yeah. Like two
2: weeks ago. Like yeah, great movie. Um, okay, the last one from 1982 is Fast Times at Ridgemont High. I mean, everybody had to get the checkered vans, right? Because of that movie. That's where the checkered vans. I'm Sorry, I've never seen it. <laughs> you've never seen
0: <laughs> Jordan, you've never seen I'm Fast. Sorry. Times so many guys got seen
1: their every start in every in the 80s.
2: Nick, that's well, like so many guys, Phoebe Cates. I mean,
3: Kate's yeah. how many how many people grew into adulthood and manhood with the swimming pool scene? <laughs> Come on, let's get real. Scott Brayband <laughs> with a deep cut.
2: Ooh. Scott Brayband's getting frisky over there, thinking about Phoebe Cates.
0: I mean, I was 20 when I saw it for the first time, and I still hit puberty.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Sean Sean Penn, should, Sean Penn should have stuck with that kind of a vibe because he was funny in that show. It was Sean Penn.
0: What the hell was his name in that movie? Don't tell me. Um, too political Spicoli.
2: Yeah, Spicoli. Jeff Spicoli. Spicoli. Yeah. yeah. All right, 1983. Okay, guys, this one. 1983, this is the year I graduated from high school. Not to date myself, but I just did. <laughs> uh, a Christmas Story i uh, d- Who doesn't spend Christmas with this just on TV and loop all day long on I'll be TBS or whatever, right? Isn't that how it works? It's,
1: it's Christmas Story and Elf for me, just back to back to back to back.
2: Yeah, and you know, who's the guy in A Christmas Story? Who's the kid? What's his name? Ralphie? Who's the guy who plays that? Does anybody know? No. Nope. He's in Elf. Yeah. He's one of the elves in Elf. Did you know that? He's in both the two most popular. Because he became like
1: really good buddies with John Favreau, I think, and so he directed he's that. Still a director, if you're not mistake. Yeah, I think he's directed. Can you
2: films. imagine being in the two most popular Christmas movies of all time? I mean, that he's guy, right. he's got the market cornered.
1: And then somebody bought that house and turned it into like a museum of
2: a Christmas story. Right, and they have like the the, l- the lamp is yeah. in the window and stuff. Not a finger. All right, and so this one, 1984, we had to put this on the list, especially in light of uh, this week, Karate Kid. Think only three. Ralph Macchio, the guy from Happy Days. Has
1: anybody checked out Cobra Kai? No? I have not. It's I he- amazing. I hear it's really you, good. YouTube series, you guys have got to be watching this.
2: It's so, so, Jordan, the Cobra Kai, that's essentially...
1: Same actors, just like, they're like... Fifty now, and they they have their own dojo studios, and you got they they tell the story more from uh, the other guy's perspective. Mm. So they make uh, Daniel son kind of look like the bad guy.
2: But they are they are they're grown up in the show, right? right exactly. They're grown up in the show. Same, same actors. And they're just like short little episodes, right?
1: Yeah, like half hour. It's on. You just subscribe to YouTube, binge the whole thing, cancel subscription, boom, <laughs> done deal.
2: That's so cheesy, Jordan. Don't pay a cent. Jeez. All right, uh, let's see. The Breakfast Club, 1985. I just watched this the other day. It's a great movie. It's a great movie. Simple Isn't Minds, the, the song at the end. Never seen it. Nick, I know you were jamming was, to that song. Oh, you had
0: Emilio Estevez. Mm-hmm. You had um, Anthony Michael Hall. I mean, all, the, all your classic 80s children were in that movie. Right.
2: Yeah, who's the... um Besides Emilio Estevez, who was... Oh, Judd... Uh, what's his and, name?
0: Uh, not Judd Hirsch. Um Good.
2: Judd awesome. Nelson.
0: Judd Nelson, Thank yeah. you, Scott.
2: Judd Nelson, yeah. And then uh, Molly Ringwald, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great movie. That, there was a whole bunch of those, remember? There was 16 Candles. There was, there was, what was the other? There was like 16 Candles, Breakfast Club, Pretty in Pink. The
0: one with the, the, the boombox? What was the one with the boombox? When he held the boombox up outside the girl's house? I can't remember that one.
2: Oh, you're talking about Valley Girl?
0: No, he's talking no. about Say Anything? Is that- yes. Yes. Yeah.
1: So oh, Say
2: 80s. say Anything. I don't know what year that was. 80s. Who? Yeah. That was
1: definitely 80s.
2: What year was Valley Girl, and why isn't that on my list?
1: I think that's 90s, right?
2: What year was... No. That was like Nicolas Cage's first movie. His teeth were... Yeah. He hadn't even gotten braces Hell. yet. His teeth were literally like pointing in every direction. Yeah. All right, Quinn, what uh, do you got?
0: Say Anything was 89. Say
2: Anything was 89. Oof. Can somebody look up Valley Girl for me, what year that uh, was?
0: Uh, 83.
2: Oh, I should have had that
0: on there. I love that
2: movie. Valley Girls. One of my favorites. All right. um, Here we go. 1986. I can only find one from 1986. Ferris Bueller's Day Off.
0: Classic. Nick. Nick. I mean, solid. But Eric, I'm I'm a little disappointed. You skipped in 1985 like the penultimate 80s movie, which is Rocky IV. Oh. Where Uh he ended the Cold War. (laughs) Is that For, the one
1: where the robot is in the beginning of the movie?
0: Yes, <laughs> like robot <laughs> butler. Has a, a black Lamborghini. He literally <laughs> stops Soviet Russia, and they become Rocky fans. I mean, it's I mean it's just the an American '80s movie all the way through.
2: I can't. I you see. Like once to me, Rocky. Now that was in the '70s, right? The original Rocky. Yeah, I think I
0: want to say '77. Right. Seventy something like
2: that. To me, that was the. The ultimate Rocky movie, and I I can't I can't include any of the sequels in it. Just there's they didn't stand yeah, up. I, Nick,
0: I grew up on the sequels. My first one was Rocky Three with with um, Mr T in it. Like that was my first uh, Rocky.
2: You gotta love Mr T. He's kind of like an eighties
3: yeah clever icon. Life chains. He was great. Right now I have another nineteen eighty six movie that we're missing out on. All right, Scott, they're Bray making ben. another one. It's Top Gun. Oh, back when Tom Cruise. <laughs> Wasn't crazy.
1: <laughs>
3: danger zone. Yeah,
2: that's that's an '80s movie. That's in Top Gun. Yeah, they're they're redoing that, right? Yeah.
0: Okay. I, you gotta
1: like that one a little more. Like, ironically, it's not ironically. It's not actually. It's like the worst thing ever. Whoa! 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 It. Whoa!
0: There's nothing ironic about Maverick. All
3: right? <laughs> Goose.
0: that guy shot down four Russian jets without causing an international incident. That's true. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he like like maneuvers flies upside down and like flips that other guy off in the beginning of the movie yeah, in, the, in mean, the plane i, I think, think just that made, alone man. holy cow
2: that alone should probably it's dangerous. Ha- made it made the list all right 1987 here you go jordan robocop yeah robocop 1987
1: come on doesn't i don't think we've ever by the way you since. know do
2: you know the the lead actor in that what's his name peter mueller is that his name
0: uh, I think so.
2: He is the guy. He's the guy that narrates uh, "Hand Rolled" the movie.
0: What? Oh, really?
2: He is, RoboCop what? is the guy that narrates "Hand Rolled" the here. movie.
0: We should have done it in the Rambo exactly. voice.
2: He's, no, no, in the RoboCop. Yeah, the RoboCop voice. Yeah,
0: Ro- no. the Robo-Cop voice. Yeah. Somebody said Rambo on the Facebook. That's why I you,
2: you have ten seconds to roll that cigar. <laughs> that's
0: <laughs> the,
1: that's <laughs> the. What's the bad bad guy bot's name?
2: It's R- like R- TC-109 R- TC or uh, something, yeah. C- CBD-109, no, that's, Ristey, RETA- no. Uh, all right, uh, 1988, the greatest Christmas movie of all time, Die Hard. Of course, mm-hmm. right? absolutely. We were having that argument, okay, I don't know, I don't know it gets old, it's but Scott Braban says it's not a Christmas movie, which is ridiculous. It's a Christmas movie. Should probably kick him out of the garage for that.
3: Now, I'm going to say it on the point, not that it's not a great Christmas movie to watch at Christmas. I just think there's the connotation that most Christmas movies are all these really happy, warm and fuzzy, family-oriented movies that I don't want to take anything away from the absolute badassery that is Bruce Willis in that movie. Don't
2: start throwing around words like connotation and (laughs) in the same... (laughs) Phrase of of Hard. That's I mean. what
0: makes it so good, Scott. But okay. if you think like it's a wonderful life. All, very serious drama. Very sad. A lot of depressing points with a happy ending. What but a great
2: point! Diehard. That is a great point. And, and there's so-
0: was the same trajectory, just with a lot more dead Europeans.
2: Right, and and in that movie, there's some action. Like, uh, you know, uh, Jimmy Stewart gets thrown into the off the bridge. He jumps off the bridge.
0: Yeah,
2: right. Yeah, some so action. There's
0: a bad guy. There's Mr. Potter. And he's in a wheelchair, so he's like like some menacing, like you know, he's not not a nice guy at all.
2: Daniel Martin said, "Dirty Dancing." Was that an eighties movie? Oh,
0: yeah. Probably. Yeah. yeah. See how it couldn't
2: be Jennifer Grey, right? Are We on 87? We are. I uh, thought we were
1: doing like good eighties. Th-
2: this is a- we we're, we're we're all we're all the way up to eighty eight, and then we can we can circle back and, and and get some of your favorites. But um, the only one I could think of for nineteen eighty nine, Nick. The only one I could find that I liked was Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, and I think they're making a new one of that. They don't. Yeah, they, are. they don't make any new movies anymore. Oh, wait, right?
1: you know what we missed from '88. What? Beetlejuice.
2: Oh, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice yeah, was, was fantastic. Did you guys Beetlejuice. like? But did you guys like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure? Oh, yes. Sure. That was it great, is. right? Keanu Reeves. That was first, his best role. Yeah,
0: it fit him. You so had two good ones. In it. We had Indiana Jones in the Last Crusade, which is oh. also a favorite of mine because Sean Connery and you had the Tim Burton Batman with oh. mm.
2: I love the Tim the original with Jack Nicholson. The original Jack Nicholson Oh yeah wait what year was that was that 89
0: that was 89 yeah oh
2: god that should have been on my list that's way better than that's way better than Bill and Ted's excellent adventure <laughs> come on all right so what did i miss boys what what are some uh, somebody said Princess Bride that's yes. one of the greatest movies of all time
0: it's an underdog movie like no not a lot of people talk about it
2: and it's a great movie Princess Bride is good. S- National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Derek Rose said that. You That's know, and funny. And
1: the original uh, Vacation, I think, is in
2: the 80s, too. It had to have been if, if that other one was.
1: Uh, you missed Labyrinth.
2: Oh, ah, Lab- David Bowie. David Bowie. David Bowie. Come on. You got a and la- hey, Man, that was kind of a... C- you know what? Some of the best movies, Nick, like for kids... How come... Here, Nick, I got a... Gr- this is a great topic. Yeah, Why sure. is it nowadays... That movies and cartoons for kids have no like scary or like dramatic stuff in them. They're dumbed all down. they're all like super dumbed down. Like because
0: kids got soft after like ninety eight. But kids ma- got wh-
2: which came first, Nick? Did the kids get soft before that, or did, the, did we make them? Did we make them soft by not you know giving not, them like?
0: I saw Private Ryan in theaters when I was seven twice. So like my parents were cool. <laughs> right. Yeah.
2: Like <laughs> La- Labyrinth was kind of scary. Labyrinth had some well, scary I feel moments.
1: Like kids should know that there's some stuff. You know, there's like bad life. things in the world. Yeah, there's bad things out there, and then all they don't see any of this until they're like ten years old, and all of a sudden they they watch uh, Saving Private Ryan, and they go.
2: I think that crazy. we could solve a lot of problems by allowing kids to watch RoboCop every morning. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Bambi from, like the thirties, and Bambi, like the mother gets sh- not just like dies, she gets shot. Right, gets murder in that movie.
2: That's such a good point. Even like Snow White, I mean, like
1: yeah,
0: the, there's a poisoning, like the, the, a lot of screw And you know what, those kids, that was the greatest generation that came out at that time. Those right. were
1: the World War Two people. Even the Land Before Time, the mom dies in like the first fifteen minutes.
0: That movie was kind of scary.
1: Oh, <laughs> eaten by a T Rex. Come on.
2: Yeah, yeah, like Jordan's. Jordan's son, Beck, my He's grandson, into is it. super into watch that it now. Three, I watch it three times a day. So I'm going to make sure that my grandkids are subjected to a horror and sadness. Yeah, so yeah they, almost all know. the
1: time. So did you, I can't remember if you got this or not, but The okay. Evil Dead? Oh. Did you miss that? Evil Dead movies, Bruce Campbell. Oh. oh,
2: Bruce Campbell's the best. Oh, my God.
1: And then they did Evil Dead 2. Uh, yeah. don't, you don't see this very often. It's basically the same exact, the same movie. They just remade it, but this time it's funny. right. Brilliant.
2: Those were amazing. Why can't this like what would not you say the 80s? I don't know. You guys tell me if I'm wrong. Seems like the 80s might be the best decade for movies at least in the you know, recent like it's after like the 90s and the 2000s it just started to get. Then they they didn't make they like original, make original movies, movies anymore, anymore well, you know.
0: And the 80s were just so gritty. Is when like companies like They'd make like a great movie like a Home Alone or like a Ghostbusters or like like a Predator. And then all these other companies would like kinda take that formula, but just like make it shitty. <laughs> and, like <make> it- <laughs> so get, like one very good movie and then twenty crappy like other ones that were trying to be similar. So it you have some of the best movies ever, but you also have some of the worst.
2: <laughs> Somebody said weekend at Bernie's. Um I don't know. I don't know. I I didn't really see. I never really saw that. Was that a good movie?
0: It was. It was like never seen it. (laughs) It was.
2: It was okay, right? It was kind of funny. I think
1: along the same lines as Top Gun, you have Roadhouse.
2: Roadhouse, the best bad movie of all time.
0: He's my Saturday afternoon TNT movie, man. He the guys' throat out. If they're on TNT, I'm watching it.
2: Patrick Swayze.
0: Swayze, come on. Sam Elliott.
2: Yeah, that's.
1: was the bad guy.
2: It's so bad that it's great.
1: He's just a he's just a bouncer, and he
0: ends up tearing guys' throats out and stuff. <laughs> I like bouncer. He's a famous bouncer. A famous bouncer. <laughs> he's a world-renowned bouncer. Like there's a directory. Like we couldn't get this guy, but we we got Patrick Swayze.
2: All right. Somebody said Rambo. That's a good movie. That was probably eighties, right?
0: Yeah, because for the uh, uh, first one was probably uh, maybe it was like eighty. First Blood might have been, was like early early eighties.
2: Yeah, that was fun. Sylvester Stallone in his 86. prime, right?
3: Now oh, you yeah. guys, you guys are missing probably one of the greatest trilogies out there from the '80s. Really, Back to the Future, Back the Future. Oh yeah, that was epic.
2: Michael J. Fox. Uh,
1: those ones did, was this like groundbreaking when they did it, but like the movie, the next movie just starts right up, like the same scene just continues on.
2: You know what I noticed about those movies too, you guys, Scott. You know what I noticed about those movies is funny. Is like I I played them for my kids. Like, I was like oh man, you got to see Back to the Future. It's just it's a really great movie. We used to watch when we were kids. And I played it, and they're like they're like they're like dropping like f bombs and like all kinds. It's like of... It's like rated PG. I'm like whoa yeah. whoa 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs>
0: tries to sleep with him. It's like a really you know, yeah. it has some moments. <laughs> exactly.
1: Well, like Jaws is rated PG. There's like. There's yeah. some boobs in that one. There's mm-hmm. a lot of. There's a lot
2: of. See, that's the thing. They changed. There was a point when they changed the rating system. Remember that, Nick? Like it, yeah, w- I mean, yeah. it was. It was just PGR. There was just PG. There was there was G for kids, and then it was PG R, and then you know like adult movies. And then when they added the PG thirteen, that was later. So those early PG movies were sort of like PG thirteen movies. So now we watch them today, and we're like, whoa. Whoa, slow down though.
0: what are you just saying?
2: Yeah, pump the brakes. Uh, put, hey, pause on the VCR. Huh? Have you
1: noticed now with the internet, with, with Netflix making their own movies, there's, there's new rules. Like, there's even, like, in-betweeners. Like, the, like the, the Cobra Kai series, I don't know what you would call it, classify it as, but there's, like, you can throw F-bombs in it, but you wouldn't see anybody, like, rip somebody's head off or something like that.
2: Now that's kind of d- weird. There's
1: different classifications.
2: So, like, they're, 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 they're looser it's on like, the language.
1: in between PG-13 and R.
2: Uh, that, that's kind of a drag to me because I think like violence is like, I mean that's kind of like half the fun. You think you'd
0: go there first?
2: You'd go there first.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <Right>? like, violence, <laughs> kids, movies, right? Like, Monsters Inc. They probably you know they punch each other and fight. Like there's violence in those movies.
2: That's a hilarious.
0: Not, bombs, that's but, but, a
2: hilarious movie. That was uh, like
0: Gremlins. Do we say
2: Gremlins? So, oh, Gremlins. Yeah. Gremlins. Don't. Don't water, don't, wa- I, most of the stories that I tell my grandkids are based on gremlins. Like don't. It's in the movie. Don't, Move. don't water, don't water <laughs> the gremlins after midnight. Don't
1: water your bonsai tree. Yeah.
2: All right, so if you guys like 80s movies, I appreciate all the input. Man, we got, I think we hit Pale Rider, the rights. I don't think the right stuff was 80s, somebody said the right stuff, that's not about an 80s uh, movie.
1: The never ending story. Oh, so.
2: The never ending the never story.
3: Ending story. <laughs>
2: they did a lot of those like big puppet type movies for a while.
1: Yeah. Giant dog ra- flying right. around.
2: By yeah. the way,
0: Dog Snake.
1: By
2: dog the way, snake. that movie does end. Just so people. Spoiler but alert. The story doesn't, though. Spoiler alert.
0: It yeah. ends three times. There's three of them. <laughs> <laughs> the, the story and the spirit <laughs> live on.
2: Hey, Nick. Uh, uh, let's talk a little bit about cigars. Uh, so we ran into you at the IPCPR show in Vegas this summer. And um, before we go to commercial break, I want to talk a little bit about the show. Uh, people may be interested in cigars. I don't know, cigar show. Mm. Um, but... The show, there's a lot of controversy around the show. They're changing the name from IPCPR to the PCA, Premium Cigar Association. They're going to add a consumer component, CigarCon. <laughs> Give me some of your thoughts on the, uh, that's the big trade show in the industry. What are some of your thoughts being the guy that, uh, JR Cigars, you're the, the guy that what, the largest cigar store in the world sends to the IPCPR. What are your thoughts on, A, the show this year, and B, the changes?
0: Well, First, my biggest disappointment with the show this year was I was not able to attend the Cigar Dojo party, much to my dismay. Uh, we we right. tried to hit as many booths this year as possible. We had to do a lot of on-site editing, so we were we were pretty insane. But That's, I, a,
2: that's a crappy excuse.
0: I know. I, know. <laughs> I wanted to see you. I, that's why I, I track you down, remember? The party's
1: <laughs> at nighttime, Nick.
0: <laughs> that's what I that's After what the I show. Sleep, though. <laughs> sleep.
2: Sleep is overrated.
0: No. Um, Here's the thing. So I got a lot of mixed reviews when I talked to go- you know guys like you, manufacturers about attendance and this and that. I thought you know attendance. I, I don't pay attention to that. I- I- I'm there for the cigars. I was very impressed this year in terms of the releases. I thought some of the companies had some of their best showings in a while. I thought guys like Crown Heads, the La Coalition came out swinging. Mm-hmm. Steve Saka had a few hitters in there. Um, Nick Malillo. Uh, Altidus really impressed me. I, I got to smoke the, um, the 50th, whatever, like the Cinquenta amazing yes. smoke. I was really impressed with the number of, not just number of releases, you know, considering FDA and everything, but the number of like solid, highly anticipated releases and like even like the acid, I'm not really an acid smoker, but the acid 20th and the Cuba Arte from Drew Estate. a lot of buzz around them. So I was really, I, I love that aspect of it. Mm-hmm. In terms of show attendance, I mean it was a holiday week kind of there's a whole bunch of sh- stuff with that in terms of how they're changing the trade show around I mean listen, before I worked in the industry, I was a consumer if they had told me you know ten years ago, like, hey this is gonna, you can go to the trade show pay this much money to get to go and see everything of course I'd be excited and I think it can be a cool thing if you treat it more you know kind of like, like the New York auto show right but here's the thing when you go to the New York Auto show they don't let you drive around in the new Corvette. or or take one home with you, you know, before your dealership gets it or whatever. This is a trade show. I personally think they should rework it a little bit. They should have consulted manufacturers a little bit more uh, because like big time manufacturers found out the same exact minute that me and you found out what was going on. So I think they could have handled that a little bit better. And I don't know. I I just got to see. I mean, if they plan it out well, maybe it'll work out, you know, if, if they do the steps, but with Nevada law, like no business can be done on that day between manufacturers and retailers um, on the day that the consumers are there. So it's a whole lost day. Um, from what I, I've heard, rumors that if you – if uh, they want to go, if uh, like customers want to go, they have to go through a store. And then that store is responsible for them, like almost like tour guides. That's also what I've heard. Um, so there's a lot of just stuff up in the air. I feel like they should kind of release a press statement a Little more detail of what they plan to do, consult manufacturers. Hey, how do you think we should handle this? You know, what's the best way you're seeing us doing it? I mean, if it's just gonna be a mishmash, I don't see it going that well. But I think if they get manufacturers more on board, work with them, who knows? I mean, it could be very good for the industry. You know, we'll, we'll kind of see.
2: So, I, I sort of have maybe an opposite opinion of you, just slightly, in that, um, the re uh, the part of the reason that the show is failing the way it is now is because of what you brought up earlier that, okay, so like most trade shows, like CMS or like um, those types of shows, you really do need to, uh, like Consumer Electronics Show, right? You you need to get CES, you need to get your hands on those products to see how they function. Like, you know, it's like a a new virtual reality glasses, right? Do I want to carry these virtual reality glasses? I need to see them. I need to put them on my head and and see how they function, okay? Uh, cigars cigars are different. You really don't need that. We know what a cigar smokes like. You know the companies that you like, and that's why I think so many retailers don't go anymore is because they get the same deal regardless of whether they go or not. They know what brands sell, whether they go or not, and... Sure, it would be nice to try the cigar and everything, but at the same time, you know how a cigar smokes. It smokes like a cigar. You like you cut it, you light it. Or they'll and, just send you one. And they'll, yeah. So, like, in my opinion, the, the world has passed by, the world has evolved past by why there needs to be a cigar trade show per se. And that's why I think, and I've sort of been one of the lone media guys that's been like, positive about this change because i feel like it has to change into something maybe more like you know the great american beer fest where it's more consumer driven because retailers don't really need to see the cigar anymore like back in the day before the internet and before they could get the deals prior to the show yeah they needed to go and that's where they that's where they bought their inventory but i just don't see the need for that I anymore what do you think about what oh, i'm sorry. saying Uh, Nick,
0: um, I, I totally get it. And here's the thing, you know, we're a big company. We don't, we don't really need to be there. You know, like in terms of that, like I'm on board with you. Like I understand that I'm thinking more of like smaller retailers, you know, there are some small retailers that get a lot of face time with manufacturers. They have like, you know, a lot of big events, especially here in New Jersey. There's, There's some really big, uh, like mom and pop retailers. But for some small guy out in Montana, this might be the only time. Like I, I, I'm trying to think of them, because like you're right, we don't need to go. Like we get our, you know, the show deals before. I get plenty of FaceTime with with the manufacturers. They come through for meetings. They're on our podcast. They're on your. Sh- we get this, to do that a lot. But smaller retailers from you know smaller shops who you know might struggle to get somebody in for an event or might you know really really need like a really good deal to to bring somebody's cigars in. I just don't know how it, it would affect them. Um, right. But I totally agree with what you're saying. I, I think it does need to change. My biggest problem is that they just decided to change it without asking the majority of the people who they represent, which was the retailers and the, the manufacturers.
2: That's true. So I agree with, with what you're saying, except for the fact that when you ask a group of people, you, you never get like one guy's going to say, That's the worst idea yeah, I've yeah, ever right. heard. And the other guy's going to say, That's the greatest idea I've ever heard. And so there's really only so much crowdsourcing that right. you can do in a situation like this. You kind of have to say, like, I feel like, this is what the way I feel. I feel like Scott, Pierce, and those guys, they see what's happening. And they've seen it for, like, probably the last five or six years. And they, that rea- they realize that, you know, stuff's going a different direction. And they have to adjust. And they have to evolve. And they have to change it. And they know it. And then in doing that, they're sort of like, uh, guys, this is the way we're going. And they're getting, you know, some people are loving it. Some people are hating it, but r- realistically, if they don't do this, I just don't see there being anything in the next, you know, five years from now, if they don't make some sort of major change,
0: they, they definitely have to make changes. I mean, um, again, there was a lot of talk this year about attendance. Now I've been hearing that since my first trade show back in 2015, that every year attendance is down, attendance is down. Um, I, I couldn't tell you if attendance is down. I I will tell you that the last couple, you know, the last day or two always seem less busy. Um, But I I think they definitely needed to make changes. And also, don't forget, they are fighting for our rights in D.C. And they do need more money for that battle. So this is a way to bring them some, you know, bring the industry some new revenue. I mean, I'm I'm totally on board. And if the manufacturers figure out a way, I'm, I'm absolutely totally on board. I have no problem, you know. Customers are they're, they're, they're my customers too, right?
2: And, b- I, and and by the way, is and that's my only uh, I guess if I was going to be negative at all, is the the ten the attendance thing. Um, I mean, I've been going to these shows for a little bit longer than you, not too much longer, but there was definitely day three and day four. Day day three this year was really like a normal day four, and day four, day four was literally else it was entirely. just it was just the media. Well like just, and in, that was just from like
1: interviewing people. Like there is was brands back in the day that we wouldn't even try. You know, like Perdomo and stuff like this. You could if you wanted to do an interview it had to be like a, with like a some rep or something. But this year you well. just walk into any booth and you could interview anybody you wanted.
2: Yeah, it was uh, it was in, it was point. definitely a huge drop off. Now maybe maybe they all hit day one and day two, that's possible, I suppose. But I mean, let's let's just call it like it was. The last couple of days were horrific. Um, so I'm looking forward to the thing. I, I, am going to stay positive. I'm going to believe that they're going to make it work.
1: I feel like you might as well just go fully, fully embrace the great American beer fest and like, right. Almost no trade show. It's just, it's just clone the American, great American beer fest. Right. Because the great American beer fest. It's the the switching that
0: I think is going to be the difficult part. Right. Can you explain to me, like, how does the great American beer fest handle I've, I've never been to one. So it's,
2: it's all consumer. Based and you know they're they're doing special releases at certain times of the day where you can get like a certain special pour and then the media has a cool role in the Great American Beer Fest because the media uh, judges like okay the best IPA this year was da 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 judged by the media and that kind of stuff so it gets the media involved in that sense the consumers love it because they're just getting to be there hanging out with. You know, uh, industry giants and doing their thing. So, I mean, ultimately, I do. Bl- I I agree with Jordan. That it, at some point, I think it's it's going to be more like that, where it's more of just an event of.
1: Well, now people say, yeah, there already are big events, but not like this. Like, right. Yeah, there already are tons of beer events across the country too, but there's nothing like the Great American Beer Fest. And IPCPR already has that same feel, like these giant. Right. booths that you walk through, and that's how a Great American Beer Fest feels. So it has a like, similar feel already. I think it could convert over nicely.
2: So let's hope that, let's all three hope that they uh, kill that. Hey, we have a segment we're going to do in the last half of the show here. We're going to take a commercial break. In the last half of the show, we have a, a segment that we like to call uh, Summer Favorites. Uh, summer not. Sum- as far as... <laughs> so brilliant. Wait, let me, Let me say that again. <laughs> summer as in it's summertime. Summer oh, favorites. Our favorites of the summer, things that happen in the summer that we're excited about as far as cigars or anything else, but some are not. So things we liked, things we didn't.
3: So uh hang tight after the break. We'll get I'll right on play. it. Here at SeriousCigars.com, we specialize in premium high-end and boutique cigars, along with carrying a wide selection of the most popular cigar brands around. We have an array of premium cigars, accessories, humidors, cutters, and lighters. When new products hit the market, SeriousCigars.com is the first to have them available for sale. We offer a variety of promotions to all of our customers, as an added bonus, Order by 3 p.m. Monday through Saturday, and your order ships the very same day. Our best in-class customer service team can help with whatever you need. We are SeriousCigars.com.
0: You live a cigar lifestyle? Do you have a passion for fine beer, premium spirits, and old cuisine? If so, you are in the right place. This is Cigars.com. What makes Cigars.com unique It's not only its superb selection of premium cigars, but the fact that it is powered by you. We will showcase special deals and features, along with tips and tricks from industry experts to enhance your cigar lifestyle. A new era in cigars have arrived, and it starts here.
2: I am smoking the Bonsai right now, Jordan.
1: So you're smoking the newest Dojo release. I'm smoking the original Dojo release. You're smoking a Dogma. An OG
2: Dogma. An OG Dogma. From By the way,
1: 1 to 16.
2: The... Those will be re released in new packaging next week at Rocky Mountain Cigar oh, oh, Fest. Oh. It's going to be cool.
1: That sexy blue.
2: So, if you're just tuning in, this is episode 207. Uh, we are here with our good buddy Nick Labretti from JR Cigars. Hey, guys, uh, real quick, I got to mention uh, this Wednesday will be the premiere episode of A to Z, a flavor odyssey. That's a new show that we're producing with uh, Randy Griggs, beer expert. And uh, Robbie Rasmussen, cigar and beer expert, and they're going to be pairing uh, a cigar and a beer with all of the letters of the alphabet for through A to Z. So, like, let's imagine A it could be, like, an Avery beer with, say... Aladino. An yeah. Aladino. Okay, or whatever. And then the first episode's going to be numbers, right? Because you always do, like, a number before you start before you get to A. Traditionally. Traditionally. So they're looking for uh, cigars and beers that start with numbers. So if you have a good idea, post mm, it on Facebook. 601, maybe? 601 is an idea. There's a lot of numbers. No, there's
1: a lot of numbers out there. There's a lot of numbers. Infinite, something. There's say. an
2: infinite amount of numbers. So if you have a cool idea for a good pairing or even a bad pairing, they don't have to be good pairings necessarily. They could be bad pairings, but um, uh, uh, fun pairings with cigars and beers. That'll... Uh, premiere on wednesday i believe we're shooting uh for 3 p.m mountain time that's 5 p.m eastern uh 2 p.m pacific did i screw that up i hit that i hit that right on the head so that's uh wednesday so please tune in for that that's going to be a ton of fun um so here we go. This is uh, Nick, our our uh, segment, Summer Favorites, Summer Not. So these are the things during the summer, this summer, 2019. God, I can't believe it's almost 2020. But uh, summer 2019, things that we liked and things that we didn't like during the summer. And uh, so I'll start. I'll, I will start with one of my favorites. I smoked the Sir Robert Peel in the mm. swimming pool in Las Vegas I smoked the Habano version, this is the new protocol, and I I have to be uh, honest, I was sort of prepared to not like the cigar because, not because I I didn't want to like it, but I was like, you know, I don't want to just like it because I like Juan and Bill, because they're like my friends, like my good buddies. (laughs) Like, I'm going to be like extra critical, because they're my friends, but it was a fantastic cigar. So that was one of my summer favorites. Jordan, do you have a summer favorite?
1: Well... Mine's a little less specific than yours. Mine's just blowing stuff up.
2: That's always a summer favorite.
1: That's what you do in the summer. You blow stuff up, and there's something so satisfying. Why is it more satisfying to blow? Like you make a little house out of popsicle sticks or something? (laughs) Why is it more satisfying to blow that up than to just smash it with a hammer?
2: Ah, you catch it on fire.
1: It's like you're setting off a chain reaction that will inevitably lead to this thing destruction
2: i wish there see, that's another thing we're getting back to like why kids are so wimpy these days they don't get a play with fireworks like no yeah like they don't
0: we get to close up anymore
2: yeah now nick you're about the same age as jordan you guys got a taste of this you got a taste of this when you were younger but i mean when we were like kids literally it was like no holds barred like, you could like <laughs> blow your finger off it, right oh you guys had like m80s and yeah stuff. i mean it was there was yeah, no
0: we had someone whose older brother would go to that, like, uh, south of the border place in South Carolina and, like, buy fireworks because they were illegal <laughs> in Jersey at the time. And they would bring up, like, some box worth and we would shoot them at each other. Like, Jackass was on TV, so we're like, oh, yeah, we're like, Jackass. And we like, shoot each other. Someone always left a finger, but it was a good time.
2: Nick, do you have a, uh, a summer favorite?
0: Yes. It actually happened only a few weeks ago. So um anyone who watches the JR uh, like the top 5 videos or anything that we do I'm a huge huge Jacob's Ladder fan. Mm. And I got to smoke the new Brimstone. Yeah. I almost passed out. It was it was really strong. Very very good, but very very strong.
2: You know what Nick, uh, on that same lines, I don't know if you've tried the new Desert Rose.
0: Oh my gosh. It's, I haven't tried Desert Rose yet. It's no.
2: so good
0: that is the connecticut
1: of the year it's, so
2: it's it's one of the best connecticut's i've ever smoked it's that I good
0: do 300 hands connecticut which i like right but and i, I like the rose the, of
1: sharon
2: i yeah i De- love the rose of the Sharon. the desert
1: rose my goodness
2: the desert rose get your hands on that nick because that thing is incredible
0: he's killing it recently man he oh, is yeah. killing it.
2: he is that the uh the lustrum was really really good
0: yeah and and the lustrum my uh, my coworker greg loves the lustrum he he gets his yeah, everyone he's gotten his hands on he smoked already
2: yeah we had robert on the show i don't know was it like 3 weeks ago and um man i smoked the uh, lustrum at the jr cigars smoking the carolina's event
0: yeah that's where i smoked my first one my
2: palate at that time was like so incredibly shot that i
1: we gave that the number one hidden gems. It was,
2: car. yeah, it was our number one hidden gems it is. cigar. It's so good. So good. Well, all right. So, uh, summer not. All right. So, I'll do my first not thing. Thing that I didn't like this summer, until recently, Jordan, hmm. it has rained every single day in Colorado. Every single yeah. day. It's been the worst summer, maybe up until like a week or a week <laughs> and a half no. ago. Up until a week and a half ago, it has rained Every single day this summer has been terrible, and I hated it. Wow! So I'm just gonna say, I'm just you gonna just say the whole summer. I hated the whole summer, and that sucked. Jordan, what's uh, what's something that you did not like from the summer this of 2019?
1: Is a little ironic, but it's too many fireworks. Like for Jordan, <laughs> <laughs> we it, just had- I know, but I was talking about on Fourth of July you get to do it, and also as a kid you get to do it. Now I'm old geezer. <laughs> I am ticked off with these
2: fireworks. Jordan, you're like a get off my lawn kind of guy. No, now. you don't know. Like
1: in your neighborhood, your neighborhood is fine. My neighborhood, the fireworks start on uh, the fifth of May, and they and they just never end. They so go. So what are you worried so about? My, it's a couple pops here. So and my there. dog is barking, literally round the clock, all day, every day at these fireworks. Wakes up the babies. They're crying.
2: I am so embarrassed it right now. It won't stop. I'm so embarrassed that I, I raised the sun. I
0: love I love fireworks, but come on. There's actually a big thing this year with people saying like you shouldn't put do fireworks too often because of like you know veterans with PTSD, and I'm like, I never heard any veterans say this. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, <right>. yeah when <laughs> la- <laughs> they're
2: they're usually the ones like lighting off the M80 that they like yeah. they brought back <laughs> from you know like uh, Afghanistan night. or something yeah. like that. All they
0: right. Play more mind.
2: Nick, Nick, do you have something that from this summer that you weren't so happy about?
0: Yeah, I mean the summer in general. Uh, I'm a big guy, and summer is not my uh, it's not my jam. It's too hot. Uh, the humidity. Uh, I mean, my hair gets crazy. It, it's a disaster. Um, I walk out in the morning, and it's just like I can't. I can't. I'm a fall guy. I got my vests. I want my apple cider, a pump, <laughs> something either a pie or a latte. Fall is is where I thrive. Really? And, yeah, I'm. I'm not. A, I'm really not a summer guy at all. Fall is scientifically the best season. So, you,
2: oh, so Nick, you you don't it. like any summer, basically.
0: I so what I I like last week of April to like June twelfth, and that's it. And all then right. I you know, and then I'm miserable till about like September twentieth. All
2: right, my next uh, summer favorite was the uh, was the Baca, by Romacraft. I had. I had, uh, uh, like, Skip gave me a a little sampler pack of the different bacas that he had. And I I just said, I'm just going to smoke, like, this really huge one. It was, like, a 60 ring gauge, which I typically don't like. And it was delicious. That was a fantastic cigar. That's definitely one of my summer favorites.
1: You don't want to say Cuban-esque too often, but it was pretty. I know. I hate saying that word Cuban-esque,
2: but it, it did have that really musky interesting flavor that you don't normally get from Nicaraguan cigars. And I guess it's that Sumatra wrapper, but it was delicious. Jordan, do you, you have know, a, a Cameroon? I mean Cameroon, sorry, sorry. Uh Jordan, do you have a um
1: well I was gonna say uh Desert Rose, you already mentioned that. But ah. maybe I'll just you know, Connecticut's in general. In the summer, you know mm. in year round Connecticut's are more of like a morning thing, but in the summer you can extend that Connecticut pretty much throughout the day. It's just so refreshing. Yeah.
2: So oh, you're yeah. taking the the uh, Connecticut. Just you're just the, saying
1: I just go Connecticut's almost all day until the nighttime.
2: Until the nighttime,
1: you're just creamy and citrusy. Like you pair it with like a mojito. Get out of here.
2: Are you that way, Jordan? Are, are you that way like with beer too? Like as well? Like start like, to like seasonal winter time. You're like imperial style. So I don't
1: have to like you know. I can drink a cold drink in the winter. And there's no rules, but generally, sure. Drink some
0: stouts in the winter.
2: Yeah, I'm with you on uh, that. I pick
1: one. up the bourbon a little bit in the winter too.
2: All right, Nick. What's a another summer favorite?
0: Um, well, by chance, I actually became pretty uh, good friends this summer with um, John Huber from Crown Heads. Okay. He like reached out to me. He's like, "Hey, I love your videos." We just started, you know, texting, and then I, you know, talked about IBCPR. And so he's been hook me up with some some awesome Crown Heads stuff to try out and. I gotta say, one of the another highlight of the summer and of the show, the La Coalition, the the team up with Drew Estate. Now I'm a broadleaf guy. Like through and through, I love Connecticut broadleaf. And that thing was a hitter, man. It smoked beautifully. Uh I mean I I, I it was great when I got it there, but put three months of age, four months of age on that cigar, it, it might be one of the best Broadleafs ever. It was a fantastic, fantastic smoke.
2: That was in our uh, top eleven uh, most buzzed, excited to smoke cigar list that we put out a couple, few weeks. Did you ago. try one? I have not had it yet, but Jordan's Jordan smoked it and he liked it. So
1: yeah, it's really
3: good,
2: really good. Yeah. All right, Jordan, what was uh, another one of your summer favorites, Jordan?
3: Mm.
1: Cornhole.
2: Cornhole. <laughs> Come on, come on! It's, we wait all year long to play cornhole. And I then, need
1: to get my cornhole
2: on. And then we punish ourselves by allowing Eric Espinosa really and really practicing and Tommy Lazuka to be a team, and they crush us.
1: We need to take them down this year. You so know, I've th- been practicing a little bit. Not that's, as much as I should. But. That's
2: the annoying thing about Eric Espinosa. Like the most annoying thing about Eric Espinosa is I could make up a game like in my garage. Like I'm just gonna make up a game. Uh you take this ball. <laughs> you take this ball, you got to hit it off the fence and it's got to go into the trash can and you get a point. Like Eric would be like the and best be guy the best, yeah. in like an hour. And I I spent like all week doing this.
3: he's
0: a magician. He has magic
2: on his That's true. It's
0: not got even Got that dark magic. It's not it's even dark. it's, not, it's ridiculous. It's a magic. <laughs>
2: yeah. All right, so uh here's uh here's a here's one um that I'm not a fan of. This was a summer thing I wasn't a fan of. Stranger Things, Season 3.
0: It was oh, not... Yeah, was it not good?
2: It wasn't good. Stranger uh. Things, Season 3, not good, mm. lame-o, and I was a huge fan of the show, but uh, w- the season was a dud. It was a dud.
0: Uh, that's disappointing.
2: I, yeah, I know. It was disappointing. All right, Nick, what's a, uh, another thing that you were disappointed in in the, uh, in the summer of 2019?
0: And they haven't even started really playing yet, but I'm already disappointed in my Giants, ah, because they got some Amish guy as their new quarterback. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Wait, why like, is that bad? What's wrong with that, the Amish, Nick?
0: Well, that, he's, I was just like just some like regular guy who was wasn't special, didn't like play exemplary and exemplary school, even though they had the option to get those people. They just got oh, we're just gonna get this guy because I, I don't know he, he's a nice fella, like. <laughs> I'm like, nice fellas don't win rings, all right? Tom Brady's a jerk. Hands are weighed down with rings, all right?
2: You you, you still have Eli Manning. (coughs)
0: Thanks.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, here we go. Football season is about to start.
0: Yeah. Yeah, cheers to
2: that. Cheers to that. Hey Jordan, what was a uh, one of your uh, disappointments? Another one.
1: This one's a little more of a deep cut. Deep. This is like a Larry David type of thing, but these people in hammocks. (laughs) They they're throwing (laughs) up hammocks like that's like a new millennial thing. Like, is there anything wrong with that? Is there anything more annoying than seeing a millennial just like in a hammock on their phone on Instagram, like? (laughs) You had to take the outside and you are that lazy you had to, you have to be like lounging on in like a bed outside. I have I th- just want to go up to one of these hammocks and
2: just tip them over. I have noticed that the word hammock has become an adjective. Right? It's like I'm going to hammock. Hammock, I'm, bro? I'm going to ha- Yeah, right. Do you hammock, bro? Come do on. you do that? I mean, I I don't know. I don't have a problem with it. I think you're like Jordan, you are quickly becoming Clint Eastwood. It's <laughs> you know
1: I like. I'll go with Larry David. <laughs> you I, are. I prefer that. You
2: are quickly becoming Larry David or Clint Eastwood.
1: Get up, get off my lawn, kid! It's it's not an old thing. It's just <laughs> like I don't know. I just, <laughs> how could indeed- you like the hammock? You
0: used to have to like work and like earn something during the day to like relax in a hammock at the end of the day. Yeah, now you, now you just do it anywhere. Just go for brunch and then be like, oh, I got a hammock in now. Like, man. do you have was, to? Eggs was you- Benedict, I had.
2: <laughs> uh, all Thank right. you. All right, let's get back to favorites. I'll do my next favorite. This one I really want your opinion on, Nick, because this has caused so much controversy in Dojo Studios. Um uh-huh. Steve Saka's brulee. All right. I'm I'm putting into my favorites because it's a good cigar. Like I I have to say, like I smoked it, and then the next day I wanted another one. And then the next day, I wanted another one. But that being said, it definitely has a sweetened tip. I don't care what anybody says; that cigar has a sweetened tip. Now, Nick, have you smoked the Brulee, and what yeah, do you think?
0: And yeah, it does. <laughs> I, th- I think I think it's probably just the gum they're using for the cap.
2: Nick, it's made at yeah. the same place. It's made at the same place <laughs> as the CT, the, the Antonio CT. It doesn't have a sweetened tip. It
1: doesn't, yeah. It, it, uh, well, if it's in the gum, that, that's the same thing. If it's in the gum, it's in the gum. That's a sweetened tip.
2: Nick, I licked the entire cigar trying to find the gum. Like, trying to... <laughs> I, uh, there's... It's... Like, don't you think... Like, I th- I just wish Steve would have just said...
0: Well... Oh, sorry. It's,
2: it's like an old school Connecticut, and those so, had sweetened tips. Baccarat, and so... You know?
0: It's that's the, he did come out and be like you like oh everyone's saying that their Connecticut cigar is not your grandfather's like this is exactly your grandfather's cigar so like, this it is makes a, sense typical Connecticut but I did smoke it the other day and I, and I thought I'm like wow maybe he just found some really weird Connecticut that's super sweet I'm like there's he wouldn't do this now and even tomorrow Steve Saka is gonna have like four paragraphs on his Facebook page right, about why it's not sweetened. Right. <laughs> to make it
1: even weirder we originally were suspicious of the first Moisture de Saka Exclusivo having a sweetened tip. And almost everybody that smoked it on the dojo said, does this have a sweetened tip? And then and we got the same thing. And I even asked Steve, and he ripped my head off for even asking the question. But now I'm like, the only two times I've ever smoked a cigar that I thought had a sweetened tip that didn't advertise it were those were both from Dunbar. So,
2: I po- Nick, I posted on... Um instagram when i was smoking it and somebody said somebody responded i didn't even i didn't even i didn't even like you know like
0: uh, start it it. started i just
2: said i just said man this is a really good cigar or whatever i said i don't remember and then somebody on instagram was like oh yeah that's a good cigar it's got a sweetened tip and steve commented and he you know adamantly said there's it does absolutely does not have a sweetened tip but when i'm smoking it like, if I take the cigar out of my mouth and I set it down I'm just sitting there like this, you know, like, just thinking about it, like, I can still like, – like, I can have that syrupy sweetness, like, literally on my you lips. Have
0: have it, you wouldn't have to have him on to explain it because, yeah, it's – it's it tastes similar to, like – you remember, know, like, the Nat Sherman Hobart's and everything that had, like, a sweetened tip? It tastes similar to that, but, like, Steve wouldn't do that, you know? And if he's saying it's not, like I'm, – I'm sure he has some kind of scientific explanation for why that is. But, right. yeah, but that that tasted sweet. I mean, I loved it. It wasn't, like, overly sweet. Like, it was it was actually, like, infused. No.
1: Yeah, in, it goes really well with the profile, actually.
0: Yeah, no, it, it's delicious. It's it's probably out of that genre of Connecticut, of just your average creamy, mellow Connecticut, it's probably one of the best ones I've ever had, along with the new CT. And I don't know if you had the Numero Uno, but
2: that. I, I've not had that yet, but I've had well, the CT, yeah. Which,
0: um, which did it, not
2: taste sweet at all.
0: No, no, but... It, yeah, it definitely. Now I'm, I'm thinking about it, and I was I was thinking about it when, I did, when I did my uh, video review the other day, and I'm like, "This is sweet, man." I just thought maybe he found some like, super rare Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper that had a natural sweetness to it. But now that like it makes sense, I, I don't know, man. I'm gonna I don't want to well,
2: I'm gonna say that that is not possible.
0: Well, tobacco, a lot of tobacco has a
1: natural sweetness to it, but it doesn't linger on your lips. Like, I've never, yeah, I like guess, uh, I've never experienced that like that a
2: saccharine sweet flavor, like on your lips, like syrup. Right. I just,
0: I don't know. You could like, lick off your lip.
2: All right. Uh, Nick, what is another summer favorite that you have? We'll just do a couple more of these.
0: Um, let me see. Oh, I found a new beer this year. Oh, I Loba. like them. It's a New Jersey brewer. I'm actually, I actually drank it tonight. Um, it's called Carton Brewing out of New Jersey. Nice. Um, and the East Coast Double uh, India Pale Ale, the East Coast Double IPA. Probably one, one of the best beers I've had. I mean, I, I, the, one of the best beers in terms of the ones that you can find in the store. I, I buy a, probably a four-pack of these a weekend and, and just hang out on it. And it, it, it's, it's lovely. I'm going to try to go down and see their brewery. It's down in, like, Atlantic, New Jersey, which is, like, you know, a little ways away from me. But, yeah, I mean, anytime you find a new beer, especially one that you can get kind of regularly and that's priced well, I mean, that's always a win. How's
2: the, how's the beer scene in New Jersey? Heavy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Very heavy. A lot, a lot of breweries in New Jersey. So you, um,
2: you guys are coming along. You got to yell
0: and we're, we're trying. Uh it, it's oddly enough one of the few things in New Jersey that there's not a crap ton of regulation about. Um but now like bars are starting to like push legislation because I don't know, it's it's easier to become a microbrewery where you can serve beer than it is just to become a bar, so they're pissed off. It's a whole thing. Uh, but no, uh, the beer scene is strong.
2: One of these Years, you're gonna have to uh, come out here and join us for uh, Great American Beer Fest because you would oh, absolutely you would di- we could we could bounce around that'd be a good time. Bounce, that'd be an awesome. Can you smoke around.
0: there?
2: No, you cannot smoke there. So. All right,
0: we'll figure it
2: out. all right, Jordan. Uh, you got a favorite, another summer favorite?
1: I, w- I went uh four wheeling for the first time.
2: Oh,
3: yeah, that was cool.
1: I never saw the ap- we, we live in the mountains and you know, everyone's doing it, never saw the appeal, but we went, it was awesome. I didn't drive, you drove, but. It was, I was in the back seat. Yeah, we went on, on the, it, bouncing we, around. we went
2: on a Jeep tour. It was Native Jeeps and they took us on like some serious pretty serious. It was like a medium trail. It was like a medium trail cuz I'd never done it before. But like we had, we literally like nick like there was times when like the Jeep would come up to like just like a giant rock and you'd be like, "Well, there's no way we can get over this rock." But those Jeeps It's like a transformer. Yeah, those Jeeps <laughs> They you now they can like go up and over the rock. It you was can, like, I didn't
1: realize how built for that they were. Like there's like a little button you push when you're like going down a hill that's too steep, and then you just take your feet off the gas and the brake, and it just like goes down the hill. Jordan, don't
2: d- downplay my driving. It did it, it all. Did, you didn't even, I
0: do not even think you touched the wheel. Jordan, don't even <laughs> there. <laughs> don't
2: downplay the skill. Uh,
0: I'm a- a jeep driver and uh when i first got it, i I had driven a a 2001 Ford taurus for years that was just absolute garbage uh when i got my jeep i remember like just plowing through like huge huge like flooding puddles like you know parts of street that were actually flooded and closed down driving through a couple inches of snow it it, they're just fantastic especially in new jersey with and you know colorado where the weather changes so much they're one of the best cars for that you gotta go through more than a couple inches of snow
2: yeah, come on! I mean,
1: it
0: that I mean, was that
2: was a know, blast. I mean, that was a total blast.
0: I'm not like an adventurer here. I mean, I had to go to the place.
2: <laughs> I, I learned I learned some new terms like air down. You know, to air down. You got to air
1: down. Then when you're done, you got to air back up. You got to air back up.
2: You got to like take your, You take your tires down, down yeah. to like a low pressure, like 11 pounds per square inch, and then like, you can get over like any rock in the world. On, but here. then when you get to drive on the highway again, you got to air up. Yeah, those things back get up, it back baby. to like 35 or whatever. All right, uh, here's a um, <clears throat> here's a thing I didn't like this summer, you guys. This is a summer not favorite. Uh, so much negativity about the IPCPR this summer. I mean, like, literally every cigar media association, whatever, the cigar media guys, they're so negative about the IPCPR. Guys, this is our industry. Let's
0: see what happens here.
2: Let's give it a chance. Let's be a little Just- bit more positive.
0: Out of everyone who has a bad experience, how is it like? Guys like 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 the media guys, we go, we talk to the the manufacturers, we go to the parties, we get free cigars. Like what? Like, I know, everyone we're we're having the best time. <laughs> I don't know straight. why they're miserable. Yeah, I, know, was, like, I
2: was. Let's see how disapp- it
1: plays out. Maybe it sucks. I don't know. Let's I was see, disappointed.
2: I want to. i mean, you know like hey, this is my industry. I want to like, you know. By the way, guys, the IPCBR, it's one event in 12 months. It's one event. It doesn't have to be your entire life.
1: It isn't the its isn't the industry.
2: It isn't the industry. Sure, it's, it's a big An event. It is a big event, no doubt, but let's give it a chance. Let's see how it works. Let's stay positive. We don't need to, you oh, know.
0: Remember, I want to say a good 70% of cigar smokers in the country have probably never even heard of it. Oh, yeah. Your average guy who smokes whatever during the day when he m- he's mowing the lawn, he's never even heard about BCPR. I,
2: I was on a panel show with uh, Charlie Minato of Half Wheel, and they asked the question, how many tickets to CigarCon will they sell? And Charlie Minato said, zero. He said, zero.
1: Like, come on, dude. He's ca- betting on they they just don't do the I mean, that's... cancel it
2: before it gets to the... That uh, you know, I mean, that's...
0: He wrote, he wrote an article the other day about how, like, cigar industry, like, all these CEOs are leaving, and it's it's a big change, and it's doomed. I'm like, I don't know, man. People are still buying them. We're still smoking them. I think we're doing all right.
2: I can think of three guys right here in this room that would go to CigarCon. Yeah. So I guarantee, uh, I guarantee you there's at, least, cigar there's cigar at least three tickets sold. At least three tickets sold. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, Nick, what's another uh, summer not? We'll do uh, 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 two more of these.
0: Uh, some are not alright – I'm going to get a lot of flack for this. Oh, good. For- I like
2: that. Give me the flack. Uh,
0: so this whole White Claw thing. <laughs> mm. yes. For a couple reasons. First, White Claw has been around for like a while because my friends have been drinking it for well over like a year. They've been drinking White Claws. The past month, it's become like a thing. Like, oh, there's no law with the claw. First of all, you're drinking seltzer. <laughs> Okay, that's what, you're drinking sparkling water at the end of the black cherry flavored. Um, I don't really like it. I think it's okay. But what I really hate about it is like this explosion where all of a sudden in the past four weeks, like 10 companies have announced, like Natty Ice, Hard Seltzer, (laughs) Seltzer. I'm like, Four Loko, stick to just making drugs like you've been doing. And 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 all of a sudden it's like this big thing, like, like Hard seltzers, like, I don't know. My mom drinks seltzer. Like it's a, like it's it's not a it was never like a cool thing to drink. It was just like something yeah. you just had. Like well, it was, I mean, seltzer just existed.
1: That's because everybody's doing keto and they need something to drink.
2: Somebody told me though, Jordan, that um, a white claw. So white claw has a hundred calories. If you drink a white claw, it's a hundred calories. If you drink a a natural light like a beer, it's yeah. ni- It's ninety calories. It's like literally less calories.
0: But I think it's because for the 100 calories, for the White Claw, it's much more alcohol than the, than the Natty Ice. And the and it's about, with keto, is about the carbs, not the calzones.
2: Carbs, yeah, you know what? carbs. Thing,
0: dude, if you're worried that much about your weight, then, like, don't drink. <laughs> <laughs> like, go for a run. Well, <laughs> go drink for some, a run.
1: Drink some whiskey. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, uh, White Claw. All right, so that's it's just Ego right here. That's a summer knot. All right, Jordan, what's your s- summer knot? Ugh.
1: Just these blockbuster movies in general. Summer blockbuster movies. They these they suck. <laughs> They're all comic book movies. Come like it's the same thing every single time. Or or there's or a Toy Story four. We're on Toy Story four now. Or Disney's just they have to just recreate their entire catalog. That's the the top. Five grossing movies of the year are all from Disney. And they're all stupid comic book movies. Come on! Enough!
0: Home Alone. Disney just announced they're redoing Home Alone. I, I'm gonna guess that Nick's, he's a comic book movie fan.
1: Thankfully, Quentin Tarantino came in, saved the summer with Once
0: Upon a Time. Is
2: that gonna be, on. be one of your summer favorites? Is that what it's called.
0: Nope. Well, uh, he's getting a lot of flack now, too, because of, like, he made, like, Bruce Lee. I, I didn't see it yet, but apparently, however he portrayed Bruce Lee is getting, like, a lot of flack now from, like, from, People like, who his knew Kareem Abdul-Jabbar
1: is pissed. It, right. it was funny. If you see the movie, like I don't know, see how you could have a problem with it. It's hilarious. I
0: imagine it was very similar to *Inglorious Bastards*, where yes. it was just like a very odd. Don't
1: totally give away at the ending now.
0: History. Like it was just it was like, like, like a funny nonsense version of history. All
2: right, That's so what I
0: imagine J- it
2: is. so Jordan years summer not is typical is a modern day blockbusters.
1: Summer blockbusters.
2: Summer blockbusters. Summer. All right, this is the last one. Uh, last uh, summer favorite for me. Pensatucky, baby. We came out with the Roma Craft Pensatucky. Fantastic cigar. Uh, sold out in a couple days. That was a fun project. Uh, Nick, give me your last summer favorite.
0: I will say my last summer favorite, was, it was probably one of the highlights of the trade show. Um, we had to go to, uh, we, had, we wanted to interview uh, Alan Rubin and his sons from Alec Bradley. And so they said they were doing, You we could only interview him at this party. You were. I saw you there.
2: Right, right, um, right. right.
0: Me, and my, me and my coworker Greg did not like, you know, we were very big. Like, we did not want to go out to a party. We're like, all right, we'll go. We'll go for like 20 minutes, you know, do our interview and then leave. We get to this building. There's a guy with a headset with a clipboard. He's like, oh, yeah, come, come here. You know, we're going to go upstairs. Walk upstairs to an elevator. And then, like, there's a secret elevator. We walk into this amazing penthouse with like uh, a Picasso on the wall. Right. Like, like Mc 18 was like their well whiskey. And me and Greg are like wearing like crappy Walmart shirts and jeans. And we're like, Yeah, we'll stay, we'll stay for like a little bit. Yeah, the mm-hmm. like the chef
1: was like the lady who ran like all of Mario Batali's restaurants. Yeah, she re-
0: that was see, that used to be the highlight of my Vegas trip was going to um Carnevino. That was like the mm-hmm. highlight of my Vegas trip. was my favorite restaurant in the world. And it was one of, and she was the chef there, it was one of his restaurants. So I, I got to have a little taste of that similar kind of food there, uh, but it was an awesome time. I, I, that was probably the one of my, besides the actual show floor, probably one of my more fun nights. Plus, because I, I was in a hotel room working.
2: Plus that night we got to see, you know, Lars Tetons perform, cow- First, Cowboy Rebel.
0: <laughs> you gotta put in the wood. <laughs> that was, <laughs> that, that was, was that an was, experience. That, that that's the word. An experience is a perfect yes. word for that. <laughs>
2: All right, Jordan. What's another summer? What's your last summer favorite?
0: My last summer favorite is
1: going to be next week at the dojo party oh, in this yeah. very spot. Yes, it hasn't happened yet.
2: That's going to be. I can already
1: tell it's going to be one of them.
2: Let's let's try. Uh, uh, I don't want to leave anybody out because I already got phone calls last week for leaving people out. So let me try to think of the people that will be here. Erica Spinoza, obviously Terrence Riley because we're doing the cigar with Terrence Riley. Erica Spinoza. Juan and Bill will be here, and Kevin maybe. Uh, and Kevin Keithen, Glenn Loop, Matt Booth, Robert Caldwell, Tommy Lazuka, Klaus Kellner, Nick Molilo. I mean, it's going to be a cavalcade. Uh, now, I guarantee. I We just,
1: almost had Abe DeBabna. Yeah,
2: Abe had a problem. He couldn't come. He had his tickets, but he couldn't come. It's going to be literally a cavalcade of stars. By the way, guys, that show is going to be Thursday, not Friday. So next week we will broadcast on Thursday because everybody will be here in studio to do that show. Jordan, that is an epic summer favorite. Good pick on that one. That's going to be amazing. Lights there's out. People flying in from all over. Dojo people flying in from all over.
1: I got new Phillips Hue lights, so there's going to be crazy lights. Jordan, <laughs> I'm really excited about Jordan that. Jordan has
2: lights in the studio now, Nick, that if he says, like, uh, if he just says, like, into his phone, like, uh, Savannah sunset, like the lights just turn into Savannah. Yeah,
0: my roommate's got that too. Yeah, it's yeah, it's pretty it
2: incredible. Is. Like you, you put on a movie and like the lights go along with the movie, you know, like dun, dun, dun,
0: dun. it's pretty cool. One time broke, it was dun, dun, dun. The whole weekend and his lights were like bright red. I thought I was in Amsterdam. <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay, uh, this is it. The last one, my summer knot. Um, I had the 90 dollars Cohiba Spectra and Spectre. No? Spectre. Dang near Gilder. Not good. That is oh. a ninety dollars cigar that I would definitely never pay for in my entire life. Tasted uh, sort of like a uh, I don't know a sweetened
1: sweetened gr- tip, huh?
2: Grocery store, now, not in a good way though. Like the Brulee, the sweetness didn't bother me. Right, subtle. It was subtle, but in the Specter, it was literally like I just like was sucking on a lollipop. I, mean, I couldn't taste the tobacco at all. Absolutely mm. a summer knot for me. Nick, what's your final summer not?
0: Well, it's weird because it wasn't really an experience. Like uh, this morning or last night, actually. Um, so I, I, I for my job, I need to be, you know, kind of plugged into all of the cigar media outlets, you know, and the news guys. You know, you're one of my biggest uh, and then half wheel. And I saw their review of this year's Las Calaveras. And it was like a brutal review, and I thought that cigar was amazing. And I it kind of doubt da- I'm like, Do I not know what I'm talking about?
2: <laughs> you questioned your judgment was, for a second. They
0: gave it a really low score, and I'm like, Man, I've smoked like a lot of these this summer and I, I thought it was one of the best since the original. What'd they give it? They gave it an eighty. Ooh. That's pretty low because I was gonna say for them,
1: you know, you for get them, like an like eighty-five. An, you know, that's pretty good.
2: Eighty-six you know, is not bad. 88,
0: 88 You know, like is, is, is like, would have been good, but they gave it an eighty. Like there was a bad chalkiness to it, and I, I wouldn't recommend this. And I'm like, man, like this tasted just like the original Las Caballeres that I had, you know, in 2014, and I still remember that cigar because of how good it was. Like it was a this it was a great smoke. Yeah, the original I, one was.
1: Gr- I haven't had this year's one yet, but I love the 2014
0: one. It's the same. It's the same blend. But it's it's really really good. It's it's amazing, and I was really upset when I read that because it made me doubt. I'm like, I mean, you know, these are the guys I, you know, one of the guys I usually follow and take their advice on on you know what to, you know, review next or try next or what should I be you know, and it just like if they thought this cigar was that bad, I'm like, I thought it was great.
2: Well, they've had you know they've you know they're they're very critical, so uh, that's good good on them. They stay to their guns. They're critical, but yeah, they, you know. They, they, Sometimes they are a little overly critical. I know they were really critical of uh that one protocol that they gave like a seventy-eight or whatever, right? What's mm-hmm.
0: that? I love protocol. Juan is one of the most fun guys I've ever seen in this industry.
2: Yeah, and their stuff's really good. But hey, I mean, I can't, I can't, you know, I mean, half it's subjective. Uh, reviewing yeah. cigars is subjective.
0: Oh, it very much is.
2: And so um, there you go, Jordan. What's your what's your last summer knot of two thousand nineteen?
1: I'm running empty here uh i'm gonna go with just earwigs they've been <laughs> they've been everywhere <laughs> japanese beetles you got japanese beetles i got ear. every year there's like a new bug That's like oh, that's, it's, oh it's this year it's in its prime this year and there's earwigs everywhere the earwigs are like a little teeny cockroach almost like they're almost like indes- indestructible and then they on their butt they got two pincher things
2: they're,
1: you know, like i'll dry, have my clothes drying outside and the I'll go to grab my hat and put it on there's an earwig in in the hat and he's pinching at me. Come on. you know
2: I think those are it's like cyclical like like you said, like like one year it's like I had aphids in my tree and this year it's Japanese beetles and for yeah. you it's 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 earwigs, but man, I've been fighting these Japanese Nick, I killed a gallon a gallon a gallon of beetles. A gallon of beetles a full oh, gallon. Beetles? I'm not even kidding. They were Japanese beetles? Japanese beetles.
0: I mean, it is fitting for, you know, for you. Right. And it's, you uh, <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, you know, yeah. That's a not
0: g- German beetles.
2: It seems like the perfect year that I'd have this battle. Yeah. You know, but hey. They're
1: so. all over our bonsai trees.
2: But all in all, it's crazy, guys, that the summer is, like, winding down.
1: This is, we got the, the hottest month to go still. I know. Well, yeah. Man,
2: Hey, guys, yesterday we did the happy hour, which we do every week. We did happy hour yesterday had a lot of good entries so i'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to announce the winner right now of yesterday's happy hour contest and Jordan you're going to really like this one i have a feeling you're going to really like the winner of this one it's hilarious um, i don't know if you guys know this but Dojo Hall of Famer Moose hasn't been around a lot moose 77 hasn't been around a lot but yesterday moose. he entered he entered the contest and there it is moose you're the winner moose is like it's he's like in mid karate kick in this shot, he's totally out of focus, which I love that part of it like because he's, like, completely out of focus. But Moose is, like, doing some sort of, like, weird, like, kick kicking action. So Moose, uh, he's just out of Oklahoma City. Moose, you are the winner. You'll get some cigars from my humidor in the mail. There it is. Now I there can see is. it. There he is. There he is. Check it out. That's <laughs> Classic. Moose. Moose has a <laughs> pool table in his dining room.
1: You couldn't be any less in focus.
2: Like, most people have, like, you know, like, a dining room table in their dining room? Sure. Moose has his pool
0: table. He has a pool table. With your signature on it.
2: Yeah, because I beat him that night. Yeah. yeah. He said if you beat me, you gotta sign the pool table. And I beat him. And he feeds on victories. Yes. That's- it's great. So I, I, I i I every morning when I wake up I think, God, I have my name is scrawled across his pool table. That's amazing. All right, boys. Uh, that was it for episode two hundred and seven. Remember, uh next week. Not Friday, because Friday we will be at the party at the Aloft Hotel in Broomfield. That's a dojo party, but anybody's welcome to that party. If So if you're in the area of Colorado, that's the night before Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest. Come visit us. On Thursday night, we're going to be having a smaller party here in the studio where we'll be having a show. It'll be called the Cavalcade of Stars, where we'll have all those guys that I mentioned earlier, Erica Espinoza, Terrence Riley, Tommy Lazuga, Klaus Kellner, Matt Booth, Robert Caldwell, Juan and Bill, Glenn Loop. I don't know who else will be here. Uh, I think Justin Andrews might be here. All those guys are going to be in studio. We're going to have them on the air that night. I know the uh, uh, Emmett from Blind Man's Pub will be here. The Developing Palettes guys will be here. Literally, it's going to be a cavalcade of stars. So make sure to tune in on Thursday night. That'll be a blast. Nick, I want to thank you so much for joining us on this Friday Night Smoke Night Live episode 2007, brother.
0: My pleasure, Eric. Always a pleasure to be on the Dojo Show. Love supporting you guys. Love working with you. And uh, we'll have to do it again soon.
2: Yes, we will, my friends. Uh, don't go away, Nick. I'll talk to you after the show. Hey, guys, it's Friday night. This is the night that we hang out on the Dojo and do Now Playing and show us what you're smoking, show us what you're drinking. Let's have a good time, as we always do, into the night because we're usually here till till very late. We'll probably get some cornhole going after the show. I know Quinn's ready. He's already thinks he's going to win. So, guys, remember, until next week, remember, never, never
1: smoke,
0: smoke alone. alone. We'll see you
2: guys next week.
0: Hey, my friends. Hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure you check out all the amazing features we offer at JRcigars.com. Join our JR Plus and get free shipping and exclusive offers for an entire year at one great price. Subscribe to our Cigar the Month Club, and we'll send you five premium cigars each month plus a sixth one if you're a JR Plus member. Lastly, download our Beat the Dealer app or play the brand new desktop version featuring a brand new slot game. You can win cigars and other great prizes while also taking advantage of exclusive daily deals. Experience all this and more at JR Cigar, the world's largest cigar store, just a click away.